Well, good morning, everyone. It's good to see you guys. I, um, I, I want you to know I had a good old-fashioned sleepover last night. Um, I went to a friend's house, and I was over at this friend's house with, a, with some other guys, and we were playing some games, and then I decided, because I'm really smart, I decided I was going to try to drive home in the middle of the worst part of the storm at about 11.30, and so about 300 yards down the road, I exited the road into a ditch, and not, not bad, I'm, no, no damage to anything, I just slid off the road, but I couldn't get back on, and so one of my buddies came and picked me up, took me back to the house that we were at, and we all spent the night there. And so it's been a fun night. And so I just want you guys to know that I'm thankful that you're here. I, I'll tell you what, figuring out what to do with service in days like this is really hard. And I did not, I, I'll be, my, my father was the pastor here before me. And I think in the 10 years that I was here with him, I don't know that he ever canceled a Sunday morning. And so it was painful last week to have to cancel service. And then this week I was like, man, there's no way. Um, but I'm thankful to all of you that, that made the effort to come out, and I'm thankful for all of you that are tuning in at home um, just to take time and worship together. I, I'm excited to be here with you, um, and I'm excited to, to share God's Word with you, and so um, we'll, we'll worry about the car in the ditch later. We'll worry about all that later, but we're here to look at God's Word and to worship God. So, so um, today, it, it's kind of weird because it's been a few weeks. Um, it seems like it's been forever since we've met, but the first week... Um, of this series was a couple weeks ago, and we talked about um, be still and know who is God. Be still and know that I am God. The idea behind that was that, that by being still, by silencing the other things that take control of our lives, we realize that God is God, not the things that we let get in the way. So be still and know who is God was two weeks ago. This week is this. Be still and know who God is. Okay, do you see the difference there? Be still and know who is God versus be still and know who God is. So this week isn't necessarily about, okay, God is God and everything else is not. This week is about really knowing who God is, knowing God's character, knowing, having this relationship, and this is, this is so important. And so we're going to look at a couple different scriptures today. Um, we're going to start in, in Luke chapter 5, and, and this is just one of many stories throughout the Gospels that will have the same sort of, th this little thing that we're going to see at the end is a theme throughout the Gospels, throughout the story of Jesus' ministry, we're going to see this. So I want to read this scripture, and I, I want to tell you up front, we're really going to focus on the last few verses, but I think we've got to read it all to understand it. Luke chapter 5, verse 12, says, While Jesus was in one of the towns, a man came along who was covered with leprosy. When he saw Jesus, he fell with his face to the ground and begged him, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said, be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him. Then Jesus ordered him, this is kind of interesting, then Jesus ordered him, don't tell anybody about this, but go show yourself to the priest and offer the sacrifices that Moses commanded for your cleansing as a testimony to them. Verse 15, yet the news about him spread all the more so that the crowds of people who came to hear him and to be healed, so that crowds of people came to hear him and to be healed of their sicknesses. 
Verse 16, but Jesus often withdrew to lonely places to pray. So I really want to focus on the end of that. But this story, this happens at the beginning of Jesus' ministry. This happens early on. This is when Jesus is starting up. He's starting to to go and heal and and do great things. And what we see is a story of a, a man that comes and is healed of leprosy, this miraculous healing. And despite the fact that Jesus says, don't go tell anybody about this, the word got out. And Jesus, because of this healing, I mean, you guys know how news travels. I mean, news travels fast, especially stuff like this. And so all of a sudden, news got out and and more and more people were coming to Jesus to be healed. And verses 15 and 16 are are just, you'll see them throughout the the Gospels. You'll see them because they're important. It says that the more that people came, it says more people came to be healed and to see Jesus What did Jesus do? It says, he often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. This is hugely important for us today. He often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. So this is Jesus. This is the Jesus. This is the Son of God. We've we've talked over the last few weeks about how Jesus was of God. Jesus was God. And, you know, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And so this is Jesus of all people. And and, and he's, he's becoming Jesus. He's doing Jesus things, healing. But one thing we see that's really important, and this is this is huge for us today is that Jesus could not separate the mission he was on from the relationship with his Father. He could not separate the work he came to do from the relationship he had with the Father. Jesus was in relationship with the Father God. They were one. And so even though he's doing we, we would call it like church work, or we would be calling it kingdom work. He's healing. He's spreading the gospel. You know what he doesn't forget to do? He doesn't forget. He doesn't neglect the relationship he has with the Father. And so the more the crowds came, the more Jesus withdrew to pray, to make sure that that connection was good. Prayer, communication, taking time away to speak to the Father was the way, the key to Jesus maintaining that relationship. Well, the truth is, we're no different. We need prayer. We need the relationship. We need to communicate with the Father. In fact, in John 17, Jesus is praying, and this is in John 17, um, the end of verse 20. It says, I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. So picture this, Jesus, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And so there was this special relationship between Jesus and the Father. They were completely one. 
And Jesus in John 17 says, my prayer for them is that they would be one with us. Do you understand this great relationship between the Father and and Jesus is a relationship that we are called into. We are called to have that same relationship. Listen, you are called to more than just a mission or a membership. Sometimes I think we boil our faith down to a mission or a membership. You're called to much more than that. You are called to a dynamic relationship with God. The Almighty God. That's good news this morning. You are called into a dynamic relationship. The same relationship, the same God that Jesus snuck away to pray to, that he was connected to, that he needed. We are called into that relationship. And we need God. And so it's not just, sometimes I think that that we treat our faith as a decision, Yeah, I'm saved. Yeah, I I made that decision. Sometimes we treat it like it's a program. Like, yeah, I'm saved. I go to church. I, I obey the rules. I don't do these bad things, and I do these good things. So I'm living by the program. Sometimes we treat it like it's a social club. Like, yeah, I'm a part of that that Christian thing. I hang out with them. That's not what this is all about. Those are all a, a piece of it. But this is about a dynamic relationship with the Father God. And there is no better news today for you than to know this, that the God, the creator of all things, Jesus who walked the earth, who performed miracles, wants to be in relationship with you. That's good stuff right there. You are called into a relationship with God, and relationships require communication. You know, if... If we surveyed the whole church, if we surveyed the the whole of Christianity, and we said, what is the one thing that you need to do better with in your faith? Do you know what the answer would be for almost everybody? It would be, I need to spend more time praying and spend more time with God. That's true, isn't it? I mean, just go ask some people after church. Go ask them. If there was one thing, now everyone's going to lie because they, be, they don't want to be convicted by the word, right? But, but if you go ask a whole group of people, what is the one thing that you need to do better in your faith? You know what they're going to tell you? I need to spend more time with God. I need to pray more. I need to read scripture more. This is hugely important. What I want you to understand is, yes, you do need to spend more time with God. You do need prayer. What, what we see from Jesus is that the, the more people came to him, the more famous he got, the more Christian, or you know, for us it would be the more you know, kingdom living we are, the more he got into that, the more he did, the more he needed to step away and find time to connect with the Father. Sometimes I think we get this backwards and we go to church and we do all the right things. But if we don't have a dynamic relationship, if we are not communicating with the Father, then our relationship will suffer. And without relationship, there is no mission. Listen to me, church. Without relationship with God, there is no mission. If we don't know who God is, if we don't have that relationship, we can't carry out God's work. 
We can't reach people for Jesus if we don't know who Jesus is. And so knowing the Father, knowing Jesus, being one, being in that relationship is so important. And prayer is the key to that. We see this way too often. If you are not connected to the Father, if you are not spending time knowing the Father, you know what happens to your faith? It becomes a faith that's all about you. It becomes a faith that's inward. And we see this way too much in the church where all of a sudden church and Christianity becomes about me, what I want, what I think is important, what I want to do instead of what God wants and what God wants me to do. And that's when we see people fighting over silly things is when we're not knowing the Father and when we're turning Inward. So we are called to a relationship with God. We are called to know the Father. That happens through prayer. And so there's two ways that prayer is the key. One, prayer is the key for us to know who God is, to know the, the character of God, to know who God is in relationship to us, in relationship to the world. Prayer is key. John chapter 17, this is, this is verse, starting at verse 1. It says, when Jesus had spoken these words... He lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son that the, that the Son may glorify you. Since you have given him all authority over all flesh to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. In verse 3, he says this, And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. I have brought you glory on earth by finishing the work you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the, the world began. So did you hear what Jesus said right there? What Jesus came to offer us, eternal life, you know what that is? That is a dynamic relationship of knowing the Father and knowing Jesus in this oneness that they had that we heard in his prayer later on, the oneness that we are called into that's what eternal life is, is knowing God. And so we do that through prayer. We are invited to know God. And here's the thing. If you're not praying, it's not just that you're not going to get what you want. It's not just that the spiritual slot machine isn't going to work. It's not just that you're going you're gonna to lag a little bit in your faith. If, if you're not praying, you are missing the greatest gift that you can possibly have in this world. And that's an intimate relationship with Father God. If we aren't praying, we're missing it. Too often prayer for us is, is the ace in our pocket, the ace in the hole that, that saves us when we're in trouble. Too often prayer is something we use when we need it, but it's not a tool to really know God. I think about the disciples when they were in the boat with Jesus, and all of a sudden the storm comes up and the waves are tossing the boat, and all of a sudden they get scared and they need Jesus, right? And so they wake him up and say, what are you doing? And they were with Jesus, and Jesus calmed the storm. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. We can pray all we want that we pass our tests. We can pray all we want that we're safe from storms. We can pray all we want that God would protect us from things. But if we don't know God, we're missing the most important thing. 
Uh, Tim Keller says that, that prayer, he says that, that if, you had, if you were terminally ill and you had a disease that you knew would kill you, unless you took a certain medication, you would never miss your medicine, would you? Every night you would take your medicine like clockwork because you knew if you didn't, you would be in big trouble. He says prayer is that for us. And we don't treat it that way. But prayer is the key ingredient. It is the medicine that saves us, that keeps us connected to the Father, that gives us that knowledge and that relationship and eternal life. And, and, and we don't treat it that way. But, but prayer is the key to knowing God. And knowing God is eternal life. Listen, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. And we spend a lot of time praying for our kids. And we spend a lot of time praying for ourselves. And, and oftentimes we pray, Lord, protect me from this and protect me from this and help me with this. And, and Lord, protect my kids from this and make their path good. You know what we need to be praying? Lord, let me know you. Because the truth is, you're going to have weeks where there are storms. And you're going to have things in your life that are difficult. But the most important thing is knowing the Creator God. And I've been with my family a lot the last couple weeks. And praise God that we know the Father. And that no matter what happens, we have the most important thing. And that's Christ. Do you understand the importance of this? It's not just about staying safe. It's not just about not hitting waves and storms. It's about the Father that's with you. The disciples, they didn't just need protection from a storm. They needed Jesus. They had everything they needed right there with them. And we do too. Because we have a creator God that wants to know us. And wants to walk with us. And guess what? God is bigger than the storms. God is bigger than the difficulty. God is bigger than sickness. God is bigger than it all. And if you know God, you're okay. So prayer is the key to knowing God. Number two, prayer is the key to us being transformed into God's image. So we know God, but number two, through prayer we are transformed into God's image. The more we know the Father, the more we will be transformed into the image of the Father, the more we will do what the Father wants us to do, the more we will carry out that, that mission, the more we can love others, we are transformed. And so if we're praying, if we're seeking God, if we're asking God, if we're learning more, if we're knowing God, naturally we will be transformed Brennan Manning had a quote that I thought was really cool. It said this, The most powerful thing that can happen in the place of prayer is that you yourself become the prayer. 
Think about that. The more you pray, the more you know God, the more God reveals to you how God sees others, the more you pray about a situation, the more you pray for somebody else, the more you're connecting with the Father, the more your heart is going to be tuned to the situation you're praying for, and you will be transformed. So all of a sudden, I'm praying for this, I'm praying for this person, I'm praying for this person, I'm praying for this person. All of a sudden, my heart is tuned to that person. And all of a sudden, it's not just about this distant prayer of, Lord, do this, Lord, do this. It's, Lord, let me be a part of this. And so the more we know God, the more we are transformed into God's image, and the more we become the prayers that we pray for. And all of a sudden, it's not just prayer, but it's our lifestyle. Listen, if we're going to be who God wants us to be, if we're going to be the church, if you're going to be the follower of Christ that God wants you to be, it has to happen through knowing God in prayer and being transformed by God through prayer. And so prayer is huge. If you walk away from anything, sometimes people count how many times I say things over and over. If you walk away with anything today, walk away with this. The most important thing for you to do this week is to connect to the Father through prayer. Every day, multiple times a day, every time you can, stay connected to the Father through prayer. Because through knowing God, We are transformed into God's image, and if we will get on our knees every day, each one of us, if we will come together and pray, I believe that God will change us, and God will work in us, and God's power will move through us, and we will become the prayer, which is a pretty awesome thought. Here's the thing. I know that that this isn't that simple. I know that there's some of you that struggle with prayer. I sit with my kids every day at the table and we pray and and every night and we pray and I say, who wants to pray? And a lot of times we don't want to pray in certain places because we don't feel like we're good at prayer, right? We're afraid we'll say the wrong thing or we won't look good. I've I've even spent a lot of time with, with you all and I can tell sometimes that people are hesitant to pray Because it's difficult for them. And I know that some of that's talking in front of people, but I know there's a lot of people, I've heard from people, that prayer is just difficult because they feel like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to pray. I don't don't know what to do. And a lot of us think that we can't pray because we don't know how or we're not good enough. But here's the thing. You just need to learn how to pray. You just need to practice prayer. This is a quote from from Spurgeon. It says, prayer is an art that only the Holy Spirit can teach you. Pray for prayer. Pray until you can really pray. You know what he's saying there? You can learn all the fancy words in prayer and it can mean nothing. But if you really communicate with God, if you really open your heart to God, you will learn to communicate with the Father and you will learn to pray and you will have a prayer that's deeper than it could ever be through fancy words. And that's the goal, isn't it? To be able to really know God. I had a professor, um, he was one of the former general superintendents of the church, which if you're not Nazarene, the general superintendents kind of, we have six of them, and they're kind of like our popes in the Nazarene church. And so they're, they're kind of the big shots. They, they're the top people in the church. And so one of those guys was one of my college professors. His name was William Greathouse. 
And, um, and he was so awesome that in class he just read his book that he wrote. And it was amazing. <laughs> and he talked about his experience growing up, about how he wanted to be sanctified. He wanted to be holy so much that when he was 17, he get, got in his room and he locked the door and he said, God, I'm not coming out until I'm sanctified. And he prayed and he prayed and he prayed and he stayed in that room. And guess what? God responded to him. Here's the thing. If you feel like you don't know how to pray, if you feel like you don't have that connection, just open your heart and talk to God. It doesn't have to be perfect because here's the good news. God wants to know you. God wants to communicate with you. It's not like you have to be perfect. It's not like you have to be able to say a perfect prayer. God wants to communicate with you. This is good stuff. God's desire is that you grow in relationship with God. The creator God, the God that Jesus himself snuck away to pray with. Jesus wants to know you, wants to communicate, wants prayer. And so if you'll just open up your heart and desire to know God and desire to communicate, I promise, I promise that you will learn to pray. I've thought about this a lot and you know, one of the things that's hard as a parent is I want to know what's going on with my kids. I want to know what their challenges are. I want to know what they're thinking. I want to know when they go to school and they come home. I want to know what's going on. And so a lot of times I'll, I'll go in and I'll say, hey, what's going on? You seem like you had a hard day. And guess what? My kids don't want to tell me because they feel like they'll be judged or they feel like something's messed up or I got in trouble. And I, I just want to know you. I just want to be with you. I just want to help you. And I think this is how it is with God is we're afraid that we're not good enough and that, that we can't come before God. But the truth is God just wants to wrap his arms around us because we're his children. And there is nothing I want more than to walk through every day with my kids and to know what's causing them to hurt and to help them, and to celebrate them with them when good things happen. And that's how the Father feels about us. So if, if we'll just open our hearts, I believe God will transform us, and we will know the Father. And so we're in a month of prayer and fasting. We're in a month that is designed, it's specifically set apart, that you will spend time every day praying and fasting. There is a, there's a guide. If you haven't gotten the guide, I know we had service off last week and maybe some of you missed the week before. If you're just jumping into this, this is our prayer and fasting month. There's, there's guides and every day there's a devotional. But listen, this month is all about what Jesus did with the Father happening in your life. And it is the most important thing you can do today. It's the most important thing you can do tomorrow. It's the most important thing you can do the rest of the week is to take time to be alone with God and to know God. And so I want to challenge you. I don't care if you've never said a prayer out loud before in your life. I don't care if you feel totally uncomfortable. I don't care what it is. I want to challenge you this week to spend time in prayer Every single day, I want to challenge you to set time aside to know the Father. This is an opportunity that we can't miss. Because if we don't know God, we can't be God's church. If you don't know the Father, 
You can't follow the Father. And so this week, every day, I want you to pray. I want you to practice prayer. And so we're going to practice it right now. The band's going to come up. And we're going to sing a song. And during the song, uh, this song is going to lead us into the presence of worship but during the song, we're going to have a few different scriptures. I think there's three different times during the song that they're going to stop playing and they're, they're just, I mean, the music will keep playing, but they're going to stop singing. And I want you to really focus on the scriptures that come up on the screen. I want you to focus on who God is and I want you to pray. You don't have to pray out loud, but I want you to pray to the Father. Pray that you will know the Father more. Pray that you will be transformed into God's image. Pray that you will be able to pray that you will be able to know the Father. And so we're going to practice that now. I'm going to pray with us before we start. And I just want you to enter into a time of prayer and worship. Father, I thank you for the opportunity to be together today. I thank you for the opportunity to to be here even when we're not in the building, but to be able to, to join at home or wherever we are. And Lord, I believe that more than anything this morning, the most important thing we do, the most important thing we do, Father, is to just open our hearts and to just come before you and to pray. And so, Father, in the rest of this time, as we sing, as we focus on your word, I pray, Lord, that, that you would just be right here with us. I pray that every person sitting in this sanctuary, I pray that every person sitting at home, I pray that every single one of us will feel your presence and will hear from you now. So, Lord, we focus our hearts, we focus our minds on you, and we want to speak to you, Lord, and we want to hear from you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.